Welcome to Sanctified in Truth with Michael York, a ministry of the Fairview Baptist Church in Ashland, Kentucky. Sanctified in Truth is a daily podcast for followers of Christ who desire to imitate Him and to dedicate ourselves fully to the plans God has for us by deepening our love and understanding of God's Word. Today on Sanctified in Truth, we're going to be talking about the ministry of intercession that Jesus performs as we look at Hebrews chapter 7, verse 23 to 28. As always, I want to encourage you to read the passage before you listen to the podcast. The writer of Hebrews tells us something staggering about the ministry of Jesus. In verse 23, he says that Jesus always lives to make intercession for those who draw near to God. The words that the author uses in the Greek is translated intercedes, and elsewhere it's translated appeals or petitions. The idea is that the Son, that Jesus is right now before the Father making requests for us. But the question is, what is Jesus asking? Here in Hebrews 7, Jesus' work is compared that to the office of the priest in the Old Testament. The priests of the Old Covenant would offer sacrifices daily for the people. These these sacrifices would be for the forgiveness of sin and a maintenance of the peace between God and man. Their world culminated on the Day of Atonement as the high priest was tasked with taking the blood of the bull and goat into the most holy place of the temple and sprinkling it on the Ark of the Covenant. In doing so, he was securing the acceptance of the people of Israel. It was, as the word implies, making God and his people at one atonement. However, this rhythm of sacrifice continued over and over until Jesus. When Jesus intercedes for us, he does so much more than simply ask that we would have a good day or that we would get a promotion. He pleads his own wounds as priest and sacrifice. Jesus' work of intercession is not that we would get what we want, but that God would fully accept us in Christ. What this means is that as we are praying, Jesus is pleading that God would work his purposes in us that Jesus died to secure. Jesus is asking that God would work in our lives the same goodness that he worked in the life of Christ himself. Now, we must not be careful to stretch our imaginations so as to construe a scenario where God's ready to smite us or reject us but for the cries of Jesus on our behalf. Jesus came to earth in fulfillment of the plan of the Father. Jesus intercedes for us at the will and the purposes of the Father. What this intercession means is that we approach God with confidence knowing we're not alone. We come before our Father knowing that as we pray, the Father hears the voice of His own Son and sees us through the work of Jesus. Because Jesus' sacrifice is a one-time sacrifice. Because He, as the writer of Hebrews says, saves us to the uttermost. It means that there's never a time where we will not be welcomed by the Father. It means that God's desire for our best will never diminish. It means that our standing with God is totally secure and fixed because our standing with God is connected to Jesus' pleading of his own sacrifice. Jesus' ministry of intercession means that every time I repent of my sins and ask for forgiveness, I'm certain it will be granted. It means God never holds my sin against me because my sin has already been dealt with. Sometimes when sin creeps into our lives, we're tempted to not pray. But we have to remember that our standing with God is solely based on Jesus' work of atonement. As we're praying, God's not holding our sin over us 
because Jesus is pleading his sacrifice for us. Realizing that Jesus is praying for me ought to shape my prayer life. For one, remembering the intercession of Jesus reminds me that my presence is solely because of his work. I can't help but meditate on this and be thankful for the gift of prayer. There's no place for arrogance or self-glorification in prayer because my prayers are being enabled by Jesus' death. Another way that the intercession of Jesus shapes our prayer lives is that we should want our prayers to echo Jesus' prayers. Sadly, too often when we think of the intercession of Jesus, we want His prayers to echo ours. Jesus did not die for us just to live more comfortably. He died so we would live forever. Our prayers need to be shaped by the same desire to honor God that Jesus exhibited. Our prayers need to always be to the end that we would draw near to God through Christ. Finally, the intercession of Jesus shapes my prayer life by giving me confidence in God's desire for my best. If the Father so desired that I could have fellowship with Him through prayer, that He would send Jesus, who as a sacrifice would offer His life and His priest, who now intercedes on the basis of His sacrificial life, I can know that God will always answer my prayers with the same level of care and fatherly love. As we seek to think through the meaning, implications, and applications of this passage, we want to ask ourselves our three basic questions. First, what does this passage call me to think and praise God about regarding his character or actions? Not only do we need to thank Jesus for his current priestly ministry of intercession, we must thank Jesus for his offering of himself as a sacrifice. We must thank God that he showed his steadfast love to the better covenant that the writer of Hebrews talks about, that he would send Jesus. We're once again reminded that everything in prayer is from God. God offered us a relationship through his covenant. He secured that covenant in Jesus. He sustains the ongoing nature of that relationship through the intercession of Jesus. God is good. Salvation and prayer are two of God's most gracious and generous gifts. and We praise him for how beautifully they're intertwined. The second question we want to ask is, what do I need to pray for my own heart and life? One of the most wasteful things we can do is pray without a sense of awe. There are shows on TV that explain how machines work or how something is made. The more intimate our acquaintance with the procedure that's required for us to enjoy something, the more it deepens our appreciation and enjoyment. For instance, if you were to visit a coffee plantation and saw how the beans are planted, grown, harvested, selected, and roasted, as you know the research that went on into the selecting of the beans the experimentation required for the perfect roast, it would be hard for you to just drink a cup of coffee without thinking about all that went into that cup. In the same way when we pray, so much more happens than us talking to God. For us to pray, it required the plan of God from before the foundation of the world. It demanded the perfect sinless life of Jesus. It needed the death and resurrection of Jesus. It necessitates Jesus' constant intercession. As I think about all of that, prayer is anything but routine. It works in me a deep sense of awe. Today, pray for a greater sense of awe for the gift of prayer. And as you do so, contemplate on all that God did to allow and invite you to fellowship with Him in prayer. The third question we want to ask is, what does this passage teach me to pray? The writer of Hebrews speaks of drawing near to God through Christ. This is not only an explanation of how we can approach God, but a filter for what we request of the Father. We should ask of everything we ask in prayer, 
Would Jesus delight in this prayer? Is this something that would honor him? Does this request demonstrate a faith and trust in his person and his plans? Is this an imitation of him? As we pray, we should use the character and purposes of the Son as a way to refine and direct our prayers. Well, thanks for listening to today's episode of Sanctified in Truth. Join us tomorrow as we'll discuss praying for wisdom from James chapter 1, verse 5 to 8. May everything you say and everything you do today seek to honor God. And whatever you do, take comfort and know that Jesus has already prayed for you, that you would be sanctified in truth. As we close today, we close with a prayer from Augustine. We thank you with our whole heart, O beloved Father, for the precious blood of your dear Son, which he shed for our sake, and by which you daily cleanse, quicken, and sanctify us in your holy church, and make us partakers of your divine nature. We thank you for the great and unspeakable love, though we were not worthy of it, when you redeemed us by your own Son, who was our high priest and mediator, the true shepherd who laid down his life for the sheep of his flock, who now sits on your right hand and intercedes for us. O good and faithful God, friend of all mankind, Give us your grace and your great compassion that we may praise you with your Son and the Holy Spirit in every act of our lives evermore. Amen.